injury time uh, this is me your host uh, orko patacharya for today's uh, show and uh, we have uh, abrish meena and uh, we have uh, philarima with us obviously it's been a very uh, eventful day it's been a very sobering day and um, a lot of a lot of questions a lot of uh, you know chatter so without further ado i'm just going to bring the both of them in um, hi abrish meena Hi also, hi. Uh, I'm just also going to just bring Phila in. Hi Phila. Hi hi. Hi hi. So uh, the energy is a bit low today, but that's understandable. Uh, as somebody who knows knows the story really well, Abhishek um, Meena, do you quickly want to uh, you know take us through what sort of day it's been? and um what does this mean in the larger context of things um you know i actually got to know um about the incident yesterday afternoonish and uh, since then uh, you know you and i we were working to figure out all the details and you know how we can actually put the story out and everything uh so yeah i mean honestly it's been a uh, very difficult couple of days uh, since i got to know about it yesterday uh, it's so difficult you know to hear you know such a thing happening and then to you know try and look at everything so objectively in order to report um, it's just it's really difficult because i mean i would just say about myself as a girl it's so difficult to hear something like that and you know remain sane and to think of things objectively and try and find you know your calmness to go about the story so yeah it's been really difficult in the larger context i genuinely feel i'm so glad that the story came to us uh, because we were able to put it out i mean i'm not sure anybody would have reacted properly to it if the story would not have been put out so i'm just um, glad that we were able to put the story out and at least some action you know at some level we can expect at least after you know everything that's gone down on social media today uh, thankfully i mean uh, there's been so much support around it as well so i mean it's been good in that sense so um, yeah i'm just hoping that some real action is taken against him and um, as someone who's uh, been intimately connected with women's football someone who's very active follower of women's football somebody who very closely associated and one of the founding members of women's football india uh, philarim i'm just going to bring you in here um when you first heard the thing right there was a small part of you which which what did not find it surprising is that uh, the correct assessment yeah i think so because i mean the first time when i heard about it i was angry i was shocked but then after a few minutes you know after taking it in and then they were like cuz i've been hearing murmurs about him since i think that was 2018 or 19 that he's been having problem with girls and you know there were just murmurs nobody would speak out like even if i asked someone they'd be like no it's nothing it's just some miscommunication or something as such and 
the thing is that uh, even when I like talk to people who are like working in the industry, people who know him, you know, when I bring up such subject that, you know, something's off with that guy, something's wrong with him because I've been hearing, you know, small whispers and murmurs about him and his behavior. People would just write it off like, no, he's such a great guy. He's so good with the girls. He's so good at what he does. So, you know, that was one of the reasons why I, I didn't pursue it further because I just, you know, assume that he was, as what everybody says, a good guy. So, yeah, at, you know, at first I was shocked, angry, but then eventually everything, you know, the pieces started to fall together and I was able to connect all the dots and the stories and, yeah. Yeah, um, it's actually been that kind of day. And uh, just to let our viewers know, we've come across more disturbing information since we put out the story than we had before it. And I think we've just received this well of ground support where people have, you know, said, yeah, I mean, I knew it. Or people were like, you know, we should have been more proactive. Some people are like, yeah, you know, we should have been more careful. Um, the kind of, you know, uh, calls that we've been getting in the morning is, is nuts. And, um, uh, I mean, it takes an entire village to protect a house, right? It, this wasn't, this, this wasn't definitely a one, one off attempt. This wasn't a one off. This wasn't, uh, um, what do you say? A something that happened impulsively, right? This was clearly something that you know some, like like Fila said she's been hearing from 2018 a lot of people have been talking about it but that's indian football's problem that people talk about it but people don't really um bring it up in the open right uh so i mean just one word what what do you think about the mechanism you know behind the whole shielding of this this whole this series of incidents See, obviously i mean from all the accounts that we've heard also obviously it's not a one-off right and uh given uh the hey if the behavior uh the whole behavior that we've heard of um i mean it's predatory behavior right it's a it's typical power play basically you know you have some sort of power and you just want to you know uh, put it on others and make sure that people know that you have some sort of power. So um, it's just it's typical power play, and it, it's it's something that is that you know that's been allowed to breed uh, because you know if the first complaint comes and you take it seriously and uh, you know at least try and look into it, warn the person, take some sort of action at a basic level maybe things don't go that far you know if it's just that it's here especially at AIFF in Indian football there's this thing of just trying to hush everything out and you know because of that you just kind of let uh you know it let things get to a level where after that you it just becomes shocking and it just becomes like extremely disgusting so I mean, that's essentially been the case here, that it wasn't the complaints were not taken seriously, were not looked into earlier, and you know it's come down to this, which is like, 
extremely unacceptable and where you know you have these people coming everybody coming out and saying that you know he's just got to go behind bars and i hate to make the comparison right but because this is gone gone on for so many years right now it's clear is this indian sports larry nasar moment is this indian sport becoming us gymnastics is is that is is the is the it is on the, it is on that level i mean uh, if you look at uh, everything that's happened if you look at uh, how he's functioned uh, all these years it is like that and i mean uh, from all the accounts that we've heard i mean even um, if like not uh, he, he, his general behavior was also like very uh, you know trying to intimidate people trying to show that he you know he has the power to get you in and out of the team uh you know that behavior with staff as well i mean we've heard all sorts of accounts orko and um, it's just it's very clear that uh, he just thought that he could do whatever he wanted to do pillarima as somebody who's worked in the sports industry as somebody who's worked in teams worked in the ipl has worked now working at a state of a um it's a predominantly male dominated industry yes and uh, coercion through power that cannot be ruled out right i mean uh, i mean we received a lot of feedback saying you know he's he's innocent until proven guilty uh, maybe someone uh, we received comments saying questions saying you know is it consensual but at, at the end of the day a minor is a minor and uh, you know like like we discussed there is a certain power dynamic that is involved here it's not something you're seeing for the first time because you worked in teams which have predominantly like said male bosses and it's it's i mean talk to us about you know when when someone's in that situation right when someone is said that their national team future depends on this right how many options how many options what what are the what are the possibilities when the system itself gives up on you yeah i mean like i don't i mean come if we look at it from the girls point of view it's it's like like you said they don't have any other option and the thing about him is that he's been manipulating girls who are vulnerable girls who come from background that are not so well off girls who come from background who do not have a strong support system so that is why they you know they have nowhere else to turn they are the one who has to you know they don't want to risk their career because it might affect not only them but their family so that's the thing about you know this man and his behavior and the thing and the thing about it is that you know when when i was having this conversation with everyone you know i've been talking to it about everyone and i've talked it i've talked to you know to people the people guys to women to men and you know especially when i talk to women the first thing that they said were like how how can people who know about this keep quiet just the fact that i'm hearing about it makes me want to do something about it even though i am not directly involved in it even though you know i have no power but you know i feel something to do something about it whereas you know people in power people i would just say like women in power as well who are there at the association at the aff 
them hearing about this, being quiet, encouraging this behavior. It's, it's just sickening. It's just sickening and just disgusting. What is the possibility? And you know how these things work, Phila. What is the possibility that nobody knew about it? Is, is that even a possibility? Zero. It is such a small... Indian football is such a small community. Like this, I mean, the possibility of people not knowing it, that's just lies. And I'm not going to accept that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you with the nail on the head, I think it's there are 25 under 15, 17 footballers, 25 under 20, and some senior. Kul Milake, there are about 70 footballers. Abresh Meena, it seems highly unlikely that this wasn't known. I mean, it's it's highly, it's like you said. There was a clear power dynamic at play, even when, uh, you know, when not engaging in any such alleged activities, there was a clear, um, what is the right word for it? A clear balance of power that was displayed here. Yeah, absolutely. See, uh, the thing is that if, you know, this person sits and thinks that you know i have the control over junior national teams that is where alex ambrose has been working for years now right he's been with junior teams so you know he had when you start thinking then that, that you have this this control over this whole junior ecosystem and you can decide who is in the team and who is not in the team do you really think the girls who are coming in the team have an option they want to have careers. Uh, they, like Fila mentioned, they feel like do they don't know if there's a choice or not, right? And if they want to speak to somebody, um, and it, you know, say for example, we've heard that there were verbal complaints made against him. People talked about him to their confidence, and if that is also not taken up further. And say, for example, that girl talks to somebody else and then that somebody else talks to another person. And how do you, uh, you know, create an environment where they feel like they can talk to people about it? You, that's a, that environment doesn't exist. It, it doesn't exist in, you know, our normal worlds, to be very honest. So in a very small community like Indian football, it's, it, the situation is worse. It's literally as simple as that. Feel I think that's the word for it. That an unsafe environment was created, perpetrated an environment of fear, and um, I mean, can can the bosses of the national team, the person that these this guy reported to, um, they can't claim willful ignorance today, right? Um, just a little more for our viewers. He wasn't just the assistant coach. He was also the chief scout of the under-17 national team, which means any and every, you know, person that he would reach out to. He would reach out. He would be the one reaching out most of the times. Uh, we've had a lot of accounts saying that he was the chief scout. So he'd be traveling to the States to personally visit uh, leagues that were happening and talk to girls. Uh, 
Filarima just seems like this was the person with the keys to Indian women's football and not just uh, any mere assistant coach. Exactly. And he, you know, he used that to his, he exploited that power that he had. He really did. And he just, you know, he could have, it's just the way he used it, he exploited it. It was just unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, he I had access to so many girls. He interacted with so many girls. And I think everyone would agree. I mean, you guys would agree that this is not a one-off thing as well. So how many girls has he done this to? You know, that 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 is like that is such a scary question that I don't even want to answer. No idea. Years of recruiting for the national team, years of contacting girls for national team. The thought of it is 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 scary. I mean, how many? Today there are three, four, tomorrow there might be double digits. We don't know. We don't know, but um I mean one of the persons that I contacted they were damn scared. They 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 threatened to you know do something themselves because they were like you know I'm a fa- I have family I'm I'm the only bread owner. I don't want anything to do with this. Uh, and I was like I understand I understand completely and I understand if you don't want to speak about it it's fine. But um, yeah I mean, Avish he he pretty much had had access to everybody because uh, we know from years of reporting that. Not everybody takes charge of women's activities. When it comes to men's activities, everybody wants to take charge. Everybody wants to, in the Federation wants to get involved. Yes. But when it comes to women's activities, there are a few who get access to taking calls and taking decisions. Right. I mean, seeing, seeing this in this whole light, chief scout, assistant coach, head coach of some teams, SAF championship teams, wow like this is not just another coach at the national team it's not and that is why uh the whole power play and from all obviously from everything that i've heard in the past two days um it's more like uh you know he uh even it, like you know if not in the way that obviously it's come out right now but just generally uh threatening people that they would be you know thrown out of the national team system if they don't listen to him or if they don't agree with him uh being extremely aggressive and uh, on the field uh as a coach also i mean it's not completely uh, a place where you know people are going to feel safe or you know in the right state of mind to even play right so um i mean i don't know how uh honestly i don't really understand how people in the aiff could have stayed quiet for so long could have ignored this whole thing for so long and come out with a statement only after the story was broken you know it's just so yeah like i've heard people say that it was going to uh you know the a statement was going to come today it's very convenient uh, I don't think a statement was going to come if the story would not have been broken. Um, and same, everybody in the in power who knew about it uh, for a few days and chose just today to react, 
uh i mean i'm sorry even like that even that's not acceptable you've got to you know act quicker for people to build to have confidence on you and for you you know for you to create an environment where people think that they can can come and speak up about such things uh i'm feeling him like like uh, abi said everybody seemed ready with their statements everybody seemed like they were just waiting for the penny to drop for the story to drop to comment as as usual we did not see any proactivism we did not see any pro proactive measures it just seemed like they were waiting for it to happen and then everybody just started saying oh you know everybody just started distancing themselves from from this man does that does is is that spot on yes i mean it really is i mean i've been seeing people talk and commenting about how you know they've known about it for a few days and it's really shocking that they didn't say anything about it you know you've known about it for a few days that what were you doing with that information why were you sitting on it what were you waiting for like it was it's really disappointing to see that especially people in a position of power who were able to do something about it just sitting on it and just maybe waiting hoping that okay maybe if nobody talks about it then we're just going to let it slide like we always do that's the thing it's really really disgusting feela it the same thing would have almost happened 3 years ago if you had not um bought in the story that a manipuri faction was boycotting the national team the same thing would have happened the the don't see don't look don't react treatment would have been there and uh, i was just speaking to someone today and they were like you know one of those girls despite being a superb performer is still not been called up because what because all they dared to do was write a letter alleging that you know they were not happy with some conduct at that time by a female coach and that coach went on to become went on to be a part of that the ecosystem for some more time right so it just seems like we are always you know waiting for things to react instead of being proactive fila yeah i completely agree with that you know they just like i said they they always they're waiting for something if something happens then they will react otherwise they will always you know just slide it under the rug like they always do so this is this is something which is very dis- just you know disappointing and disencouraging especially to the players because they know that indian football is not a safe environment indian football is a place where they do not trust anyone for a matter of fact even i do not trust anyone in indian football there's just a few handful of people that i trust so i mean if that's coming from me i can't imagine what the players must be feeling every time they have a grievance they they go to the association they try to talk to them but nothing is done instead they bully them instead they try to shut them out they do not allow them to express their views their concerns because i don't know for whatever reason maybe for bad image or what they have they do not you know they don't encourage players to speak out 
And you know, uh, just uh, to add exactly what Fila said, you know, these exact words I've hear, uh, I've heard in the last two days of people saying that, uh, you know, we are glad that this came out because, uh, because we generally feel that there is nobody we can trust in Indian football to speak about things. That's literally exactly the word that I've heard in the last two days. Abrish, we talk to about trust. Let's let's start. January onwards. Um, Asian Women's Cup. Uh, crores of rupees spent on the tournament that could have gone to women's football and holding leagues in this country for years at the state and national level. Crores just for the host nation to play one match. I think I think that was the first slap on everyone's face, I think. Um, then an investigation launched, investigation announced, nothing comes of it. Um, I mean, and what does this say about the entire selection process now? Does this put a entire question mark on selection process? Because we know it's happened across batches. We know that this was a method to coerce, um, and nothing on the not on you know on on the you know girls who've who've actually you know been victims of this person. But um, talk to us about the sanctity of the entire process. Is it is it any more intact? Should we should we even you know consider that there has been a any stringent selection process? No, because I think this puts entire question mark on everything that the NT has done and touched over the last year or so? Absolutely. I mean, um, uh, right now, uh, with everything that we've you know now seen, heard, um, how do you trust that the national team selections were made uh, unjust, uh, with a just, you know, uh, in a just manner? So, I mean, that's not happened clearly. Uh, if, if a person is using his position to, you know, um, decide uh, you know, unopposed who is going to come in the team and who is not going to come in the team. It's not fair. It's as simple as that. There's a big question mark on the selection process. Um, overall, I mean, like you mentioned, uh, it was uh, even then a statement came that an investigation is being done into what happened at the Asian Cup. What came out of it? Nothing. Right? Like, literally, did we hear anything after that? We didn't. Right? Because it was just momentarily. It's, it's something happened. They put out a statement couple of days of fire and then it goes out nobody questions again so um i just hope that's not the case here at least i'm not going to let that be the case over here and uh we as people honestly as fans of indian football uh we also need to take a lot more ownership into asking questions constantly i mean we all remember how uh you know des uh desmond was on social media incessantly you know every single day just going at uh, the administration to you know answer and uh, some it did yield into something i'm not saying it was something like something big came out of it or something but at least it yielded into something and we as you know indian football fans now need to sort of do a similar thing and just keep at it right i mean if we want to improve anything uh, i mean surely we are the ones who are going to have to take uh, the ownership of it 
clearly because it's not happening otherwise. Orko, you're on mute. Some of the details that have come out today are truly shocking, uh, right? Um, apparently, and this is again something that the media did not report on at that point of time, but this is not the first such instance, apparently, in the women's NT. And um, I'm now wondering how far back this goes. Like, is 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 this a cultural thing? You know, is this a is this a is this a, just a sign of bad culture at the national team level? Um, what is it? What is it that that caused so many people to turn a blind eye? Um, and Fila, I just just wanted to talk to you, right? Because you you're working at the state affair level and all of that, right? Um, what should have been the due process? Because let's say that I'm a player and I raise this to the team manager, right? What should have been the due process in this case? I mean, if I'm a player and I mean, if suppose one of my players come to me, even if I'm not a team manager, even if I'm just a person who works in the office, the first thing I would do as a human being, yeah, report it to somebody, report it to somebody with power. If it's happening in the women's committee, I go directly to the women's committee and I report about it. If the women's committee does not do anything, I would go to the general secretary. If he doesn't do anything, I would go to the president. If the president doesn't go do anything, I will obviously find other ways, find other options to make sure that this goes to the like this this these actions are being reported this person he's held accountable i mean you don't just sit there with that information and be okay with that i i find it very difficult to you know to understand how people have just been living with that information that there's a predator out there who's been preying on girls not just the senior team junior girls girls who are underage minor girls i don't know how people do this it's it's really difficult for me to like you know process that for people to just sit and not do anything because this is more than just football this this goes beyond football i think some days are not about football i think this is one of those days where football just seems like a very small thing currently it i mean it just seems like a very, what do we say, a sobering reality. And and Abresh Mina, we've, I mean, the skeletons are just tumbling out of the closet. I mean, looting was one thing, but this is just, this has to be the final nail in the coffin. Like, um, who all covered this up, Abresh Mina? I'm just putting you on the point, which departments need to be questioned? for this massive, massive breach of trust? The women's department, uh, the obviously the general secretary, uh, the director of national teams. Uh, so yeah, all these people need to be held accountable. I mean, from like, I, I, I'm sorry, I don't, do not 
believe i cannot believe that the women's nobody in the women's department knew about it or had any idea of what was going on uh so yeah i mean uh, definitely i mean these are the people who need to be held accountable and put uh, put on the stand and be asked that you know how how they allowed this to go on what were they doing with the information and you know uh, why did they not take an action before before you know we we had to you know deal with all of this at this point in time so i mean yeah it's it's absolutely unacceptable and i mean we've all discussed about this that uh, you know there's no way that um, alex ambrose should be let out at all uh, it's it's the case of a minor it's as simple as that there are no two ways about it and there are serious laws against it and he needs to be tried by law it's as simple as that it's not aff's uh, investigation to make it's a police investigation i completely agree with abhish actually you know and we should also hold these everyone accountable especially those i mean they the people at the ff who knew about this they should also be held accountable because they had the power to stop it they could have stopped it many i don't know many years ago many months ago when they found out about it but they didn't do anything about it they let they let it go on for so long and they let him prey on so many girls it's they are as guilty as he is what is your message to the players and the coaches who want to come out but can't come out and are really scared about future employment um because we know the nt can be very vengeful it's something that personally has really bothered me at times that the national team can be so vengeful and against whistleblowers in general right and honestly it's a feeling of helplessness feela because we know we can't protect these women we know we don't have the power because they they can use any flimsy excuse they'll say performance was not good it can't but at the same time we can't just sit quietly by right when this happens what is your message to the senior players filarima who players who might have known about this but were in a self preservation mode but now that this is this is out what would you like to tell the senior players that know about this potentially just be brave yeah just be brave i mean what you the action that you are going to take today is going to impact the girls thousands and hundreds of girls who are coming up in the indian football system because if they take action today i mean i'm sure they would have you know backlash they might have uh, they might have you know there are a lot of issues that they might face right now but the thing is that if they stand up today they might they will be able to protect the girls that are going to the girls that are going to come up because you know we have to fight this today to make sure that it doesn't happen to any other girl ever and also i just want to say that you know if anyone anyone who wants to speak out who has a story to tell please do reach out to to any one of us or to women's football india we promise that we will keep your identity safe we will be there with you we're going to help you 
fight the battle. I mean, we we obviously cannot always protect you, but we promise that we'll be there with you to help you all the way. Yeah. Just taking Slok's question, Abrishmina, apart from Ambrose, do you see the investigation appropriately incriminating the other parties involved in this? Or, or will they be able to worm their out, way out again? And uh, Abrishmina, that seems to be the fear. That seems to be that, that he was acting, but people cannot claim that he was acting alone. He acted with full knowledge. There were enablers there. They may not have passively enabled, but their silence, they were supposed to be on committees. Uh, fresh information that's come to, uh, you know, notice is that uh, Shanta ma'am used to be the head of the Posh committee at the AFF. She's left. And um, there's a current Posh. And honestly, there have been multiple complaints, not just against this one individual. So, Abreshmina does the whole sanctity of the AFF's um, Posh process, prevention of sexual harassment process, does it stand, hold any water anymore? Does it does it have any leg to stand on anymore? No, not really. I mean, uh, they haven't acted on uh, the previous uh, complaints that were made against uh, Alex and other people. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, definitely the process is not reliable, uh, which is why I simply said that, especially in Alex's case, it's a police investigation, not an AIF uh, investigation. I don't even trust that investigation. Uh, also, uh, about, uh, you know, the enablers getting off, that's my fear. That is my fear, honestly, because um, uh, I think uh, from whatever we've heard, uh, there are evidences against uh, Alex and... Uh, you know, he may be uh, finally, uh, you know, caught into uh, his hole. Uh, but uh, I mean, about the others, uh, it's it's kind of easy for everybody to just get off saying, you know, uh, we didn't have concrete information. Uh, we didn't know that it was at this level. Uh, we had warned him previously, but, you know, we didn't know he was doing this. So it's just easy for people to get off with statements like that. So, yeah, that is my fear that uh, apart from Alex, everybody would uh, get off unscathed. Joshua says a few ISL League clubs are planning to field women's team next year to be concerned. That's true. Um, we've heard of as many as five um, ISL and I League teams starting a women's team and it should have been a joyous occasion it should have been a good occasion but honestly we don't know anymore and um this question not just to feel out everybody this the particular individuals that are involved in the national team setup right even isl owners at times have put out tweets against them saying there's a lot of corruption there's a lot of you know money mismanagement that is happening someone needs to look into it and feel like it just seemed like they've just like brazenness just went up a notch like it just kept going on and on and on and on until somebody had to essentially burst the bubble in public yeah exactly and and i i understand joshua's concern yeah even i'm concerned like uh, I think there should be policies implemented in each and every team where they should be, you know, your safeguarding policy, child protection policy, you know, uh, 
policies to train people who are working in the in the, with this team on how to deal with women how to deal with children and and all and most importantly a grievance system a safe grievance system where players where staff can go and you know talk to someone speak and have no fear that it might come and bite them again yeah like des mentioned an independent grievance system that's yeah. that's the yeah. key here and abrishmina we also seen this and i want to ask you if if when when this happened in nikolai adam's time right when he was a lot of um grievances came up and it happened pretty much the same time just a few months before the world cup yes and there's immediate action taken uh, i think the president put out a tweet saying you know oh you know we've launched inquiry he's out and like there's such swift action taken right so and having noticed what we've seen from january i'm just going to add a few more little more context we spoke to a lot of iwl teams today uh, both me and abreshmina and they were not happy at all with some facets of organization of how um you know the whole event was organized the apparently there was a lot of snobbishness saying go oh, listen we've given you this long a league just shut up and play um and a lot of them were confused as to where the funds for the iwl went because the odisha government subsidized it and fifa forward gives the funds for women's league every year right so avesh my question is and it's a very terrifying question are women's footballers treated like second class citizens in this country they are 100% uh, it's it's not uh, it doesn't come under uh, aff's priority and to be very honest i think uh, yeah it today or yesterday i am i'm not sure exactly but anjali had uh, put out a tweet saying uh, you know we need a, a, an independent uh, entity for a women's football and uh, like i can't disagree with her on that uh, i mean we have heard so many accounts of uh, you know uh, the functioning of uh, women's football federation uh, before you know uh, it came under the same wing uh, it came under afs wing uh, due to fifa's rule uh, so we have heard so many accounts of good organization of so many matches of so much uh, you know importance being played on uh, placed on the women's game because it was a separate entity so i can't really disagree with her that you know there is a need for a completely uh, complete overhaul when it comes to the women's game organization and you know handling so yeah i mean right now with everything that's happened i mean it's even more in the limelight that to, does this entire unit work i i don't think it does absolutely i think i think very valid uh, questions there and uh, feela just to add on to that point right uh, we we can speak about you know process protocols some people are saying oh you know have a women safety officer you know on board but from what we understand there were women enabling this this guy is that is the presence of a women safety officer guarantee enough or should there be like a full blown whistle blower safety mechanism in place you know i mean having a women's officer there it's not going to do anything because we had we have women working there women who would understand 
what these girls are going through. Women that we would expect would side with the girls. I mean, it's maybe it might work, most, maybe it won't. But what we need is get everyone out. Get new people in. People who are genuine. People who actually care about the work, who actually care about women's football. That is what we can do. And also, we need to keep on training people. People who are working there, making sure that they attend workshops, seminars, making sure that they understand women, making sure that they understand the psychology of a woman, how to speak to a woman, basic things like that. I mean, I was just talking to a friend and he's been telling me that majority, majority of his colleagues don't even know how to speak to a woman. The disrespect that they've been, you know, treating these people, these women that they work with. It's, I mean, we have to, we need a 360 degree change in women's football. That's it. That's the only way that we are going to, you know, start fresh. That's the only way that we can start fresh. Absolutely. And uh, Abby Naveen just hit the nail on the head. Isn't that where AFS priorities lie? Where do AFS priorities lie? Um, without an under 17 world championship, would we have a under 17 team? Would we have under we have a Indian Arrows team, and I mean, not it's not just like that. Women's complaints are not taken seriously. I mean, even any funding for women's football, right? Even this budget cut that happened, right? Who is it more most likely to affect Abhishekina? It's definitely going to hit uh, women's football only. It's it's the first thing that is going to, you know, you, they're going to, if there's one thing that they're going to cut budget out of, that's women's football. Uh, and uh, it's it's been like that. And uh, Naveen is right. I mean, uh, before uh, we started bidding for the under-17 World Cup, did we really have anything going on for age groups? No. We've, it's, it's, start, it's built a bit, whatever it has, you know, come up, it has come up because of that, you know, because you need to show FIFA that you're doing something in the youth system as well. Uh, so it's come up after that. So, yeah, I mean, on one hand, there are people who say that, you know, due to this, at least something happened. Uh, but this, whatever has happened, uh, you know, this shows that things are not being taken seriously also it's, overall. It's, right? it's a culture of doing the bare minimum. Yes. it's a, yeah. and, and then some people patting you on the back saying, oh, at least it's a start. It's a start culture is the biggest hurdle to Indian football, yes? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, no two ways about it. And uh, just to answer Naveen's question, though, he's saying, we are the, we are the seniors. Why haven't we heard from any of them? I have spoken to a few. Uh, the, the thing is, uh, Alex's interaction with the senior team has been very less. Uh, they have heard, heard accounts of misbehavior. Uh, but according to them, they didn't know that it was this bad and it was this deep. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, their personal interaction has been really low. So uh, that is where they are coming from. Uh, and Des also makes a valid point. Um, Pila, I just want to get your thoughts on this. What is your message to any under-17 teams coming to India for the World Cup? 
what would you like to tell them on the back of this day uh to be honest i'm embarrassed i'm really embarrassed because such a th- that we've allowed such a thing to happen to our own team i mean what can we say to the other team yeah? if we can't even protect our own girls what can we tell them there's nothing i can say yeah played embarrassing that's I, I think this is some of the most speechless moments we've had in the history of injury time. I think, and Abhishek, um, obviously, um, there have been whispers about the impact on this and other activities on the Women's World Cup. Would you like to shed some light, without obviously going into details of you know everything? But what does this mean for the FIFA Under 17 World Cup? Uh, it's going to be very difficult. I mean, uh, you know, we did. Everybody saw what happened at the Asian Cup in terms of the organization, right? So uh, this brings this definitely brings a question to uh, on whether uh, the organization and the handling of uh, things can I- India can be trusted with the handling of uh, things, and especially when it comes to Under Seventeen Women's World Cup, it's obviously. uh the safety and the sensitivity around it is very important so uh you know there are obviously going to be questions from fifa also on uh, whether india can handle it uh so yeah i mean we'll have to wait and see uh how fifa reacts on it if they do a lot of people might hate me for saying this but i'd just say i won't send my under 17 team i won't send i just i just won't send anybody here until i got a proper answer as to what what went on Right, I I just I just wouldn't trust anybody at face value, you know. I think because if anything, today has been like a massive breach of trust. Like you know, it's it's been a massive breach. And uh, on Anjali's point and on others' point, and I also agree that needs to be a separate organization, maybe with the CEO and a GenSec separately for women's football. Uh, what are your what are your recommendations to the CEO, Phila, Dr. Koreshi, and and the others? Would you just say that? you know let women's football spin off because enough is enough ah uh, definitely i mean i have been of this opinion that women's football needs a different entity because the people who are handling women's football in india they don't care about women's football they their priorities is on men's football and women's football don't deserve that we've got talented girls we've got potential and we can't just let these people handle women's football it's it's not i mean this is something that we that is not you know it's not feasible anymore we need i mean like i said earlier we need a 360 turn in women's football in indian football actually we need new people people who we trust people who are genuine yes, yes. also uh, if i could divert off topic uh, what's happening with meghalaya women's football do you have an update for us on that front is there anything you would like to share with us because we know that you are very passionate about starting something in the state and something we all agree with do you have anything for us any silver lining for us on this day nothing yet i mean there's nothing that i can say publicly but 
keep your eyes open. I mean, me being here, I, I'm going to make sure that the girls from my state at least get the opportunity to play. They get proper facilities, proper opportunities. I mean, I'm, and I'm sure you guys know me. I just don't do any half hours work. Hmm. So let's see. I mean, we, we have to wait for a few more months. I mean, we've been working on this, but uh, the thing about the thing is that we want if we're putting out something on women's football, it has to be perfect. Yeah, we're not going to do things the wow. AFF way. Yeah. yeah. So that is why it's taking some time, but definitely something is coming up soon. No, it's fine. I think I think take your time. I think we all want it to be a good product, and uh, we know you, and we hope we hope so actually. And Abhishek, um, just final few points. What does this mean uh, in terms of progress of that women's football has made? I know I, I'm just running everyone through the history, right? Of of this general secretary being in power from 2020, right? So from 2011 to 2014, there were no national championships being held, right? There were absolutely nothing, right? And uh, this is the same entity that you know beats its chest, saying, "Oh, you know, we've considered done landmark stuff in women's football." uh women's league started only in 2017 right and that's been rife with a lot of lot of concerns right um i mean it's from the format to hosting to organization um so my point is what does this do in terms of like various stakeholders right? in terms of a player who wants to who's just starting their career the parent involved because uh, I know we we spoken to parents and they're furious. They they're like, how did this happen? Because uh, one parent told me, uh, listen, I sent my girl there to play, right, so that she can have a good time because she likes doing that. She likes playing. This is what she enjoys doing, right? This is not something that we would wish for in a million years, right, or expect, right. So, Abhishek, you know, from the from the from the standpoint of the entire women's football ecosystem, how far you know back has this taken us uh, in terms of you know a fledgling women's footballers? And you know, because we deal with a lot of them on a weekly basis, and in terms of a parent that is hearing this report, and and because we heard a parent, we heard a, we you know we we listened to a parent say, "Thank God, thank God," then they did not. They were not there at that point of time, right? They were just counting their lucky stars, right? Abhishek, we know. Yeah, it's more like you know, if we did take uh, a couple of steps ahead in terms of you know where uh, the quality of the game in the country was heading, we have taken like twenty steps behind in terms of uh, you know the position that we are at. Uh, otherwise. So, yeah, I mean, uh, we've definitely taken uh, steps behind and it does, uh, it becomes a scary place, you know, uh, it's a scary place for the girls, it's a scary place for their parents, it's, uh, it, I don't know, are they going to be able to trust the system, are they going to be able to, you know, be relaxed thinking uh, that their kids are in the national team setup? Uh, I mean, it just brings a big question mark to all of these things, right? I mean, it just, um, and I've heard 
and i've heard girls say that you know it's scary that if this happened to somebody it could have happened it can happen to me so where does that you know put me in all of this so yeah i mean it's just it, it overall it just makes it a scary place you know it was already scary in terms of the competition and all of this makes it uh, scary on like a completely different level and in a completely different manner and uh, like i said you know because we entered down this rabbit hole a lot of things come to mind one of the things we are hearing is that um a lot of um, per dm the P per dm the, the per day allowance that the women get at the national team level has not been is not being paid on time that's something else that's coming up like i said i i, I just feel like we untangled a huge spiders web i mean we just opened a pandora's box and these things are just spilling out now i'm i mean how do the women not get a per day allowance because if it's the men we know that would have been huge hue and cry right uh but i mean even more the per day allowance right? this is something that uh and and feela just just saying and i mean i know i know you were actively looking forward to now meghalaya girls getting into the senior team and the under 17 um you'd still want that for all of them right or or would you anymore like what would your first advice now be uh after all this that has happened i think uh if you know one of the girls do get you know further when I mean, they get into the national team and they're playing at different national league i think uh what i would be suggesting is that we as i mean i would be suggesting to the association that we should keep a track on these girls we should do constant follow up on them we should be the people that they come to in case anything happens we should make them feel comfortable that they could come to us talk to us knowing that we will always have their back you know so that is i mean i would love to see the girls i mean girls from the state play at the national level play for india but you know i would obviously keep on pushing them forward but also at the back of my head and make sure that there are steps that they can take in case anything happens making sure that you know being proactive for the girls that is what i mean i would suggest and yeah and you know, we need to uh, just to add on that the same question to you um but from the context of the sangam bihar fc uh, girls same yeah. question i mean uh, pretty much the same obviously uh, i would want them to play uh, uh, you know for india they want to play for india but yeah i mean uh, you know just uh, even if just making sure that they know that even if they are just uncomfortable in a situation it does not have to be uh, hopefully or it doesn't have to be anything serious but even if they are they feel uncomfortable in a situation they can't feel they do not feel right about something uh, they should have a space where they can just come and you know talk to me about you know i did not feel this was right i don't know what it is but i did not like it 
you know just that little space that they can come back and you know share these things and know that even these little things will be taken seriously and be you know acted upon that is the space we need to really create because uh it, because you know uh, as a girl i can say a girl instinct is very strong uh we do feel if there is something wrong so you know when that first uncomfortable feeling comes we need to be able to speak about that and hopefully then you know it will uh, it will make sure that things don't turn ugly yeah i completely agree with what abhishman is just saying i mean this is something that we should encourage our girls to do to speak up even though like you know it to them it might not be anything but to be able to just share whatever they feel with you know with with us with anyone we should keep on encouraging girls yeah and uh, very well said i think um i think thank you for the clarity it's it's not an easy uh, topic to navigate and i know it's been a very emotional day for everybody involved uh, i know uh, feela that uh, we spoke and you clearly were not uh, your best and uh, abhishek like i said it's it's not easy uh, reporting on something like this and becoming you know emotionally involved uh so yeah i mean kudos to both of you and uh, we definitely like to have more women's football chats you know uh the more the information is spread uh the more people we spoke speak to and and the less uh you know the the less these chance chance of these things remaining secrets but um one thing is clear that um we have to what do you say speak up and as navin said doesn't start stop with their national team or women's football star it's much more than that um, girls have to be educated staff have to be so much more and uh, for once on injury time we can say that football's not the most important thing in the world i can i can honestly say that it's today it is not it is humanity above everything else that that was failed today massive like i said massive breach of trust i don't know if ever you know the truth comes out but one thing is for sure that this is a long battle it's just starting the skeletons are just coming out of closet we don't know how far up this goes but one thing is for sure i mean between the away in women's football india injury time and everybody involved i think we are all hell bent on seeing this th- to the bottom right nothing uh, apart from a police investigation will suffice and uh, we want the answers of every query publicly available i think that is the least that can be done i think no more of this bureaucratic nonsense that cannot be revealed or whatever cannot be revealed and like i said if you have any question and if you want to reach out anonymously to abrishmin or filarima there's the handles um at abrishmin and i assume at filarima also um feel free to reach out to them uh, you'll be in good hands i promise you that and uh, for any women footballers watching this podcast i just want to say that you know uh, good luck for the future 
don't let this one incident put you off i i know it's very easy to say that while not being in your positions but um, we are here we are here for you absolutely 100 100% so yeah uh, till next time and uh, we promise to make this a more regular affair with women's football right uh, the next time filima uh, abreshmi if you're okay we might discuss uh, some results of the age group uh, squads that are, that are playing currently that have played uh, one more thing that we are hearing that the entire norway leg might be scrapped the team might be coming back we understand that the team is in no position to play right now and we completely understand that like i said football is not the most important thing uh, let us know in the comments whether you want uh, you know to have any questions answered we are all here and follow like share subscribe thank you guys again uh for your time and i know how hard this has been for you guys but thank you for speaking up and good night